Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Journey to Purpose podcast, your source for Christ-centered girl talk and inspiration. I am your host, Ilana Major, and I hope that you are as excited and inspired by this message as I am. Let's get into it. Hello, 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 everyone. We are back. As you guys know, we have been on a two-week hiatus, and I am so excited to be back with you guys on today. This is Ilana Major, your host, and as you guys well know, every Friday, I give you guys a message of encouragement, and so on today, um, I will give you guys a message of encouragement that I really believe is going to um, just bless your hearts. I believe it's going to bless me. I believe it's going to bless all the hearers. At least that is my prayer. All right, you guys, um, you know that it is my custom to start this podcast out by thanking everyone for tuning in. And so if you are um, here for the first time, I want to say thank you for tuning in. If you are returning, welcome back and thank you for coming back. I thank all of you guys for your support. All right. So um, I want to get into the message for this week. But first, I want to give you guys just a quick update. So drum roll, please. We were off for two weeks because I have a new position. I have gone back to corporate America and I am investigating fraud, waste and abuse (laughs) for Medicaid. And so I'm super excited to um, be back in the field and to um, just be working on my career in some type of way. So this is exciting for me. So anyway, I needed a little bit of time to get more acclimated into this position Um, without having the stress of trying to do my podcast and trying to sort everything out. But the podcast will go on, honey. You guys know that this is what the Lord has called me to um, specifically in this season. And so until the Lord tells me to stop, the podcast shall go on. So this week, you guys, I have a very um, simple title for my message. And the message is simply titled God forgives. God forgives. You guys, I was thinking about this message and I wanted to title it The God Who Forgives, but clearly from the title, whichever way I was to go, you guys would know that we are going to be talking about the forgiveness of God, right? And so I was thinking about the forgiveness of God and I thought that there might be somebody listening to this who is thinking about how I speak about God and they don't necessarily see God in that light. If I can just start out by sharing just a simple thing for you to take away. I want to start out by saying this small thing. The relationship that you have with God largely depends on how you see him. The relationship that you have with God largely depends on how you see God. And so when I get on this podcast and I begin to talk about the love of God and how I'm overwhelmed by God's love. And every time I think about his love, how it brings me to tears. Or when I begin to talk about the mercy of God and how great God's mercy is and how his mercies are new every single morning. When I begin to talk about the blessings of God and how my cup overfloweth, honey, somebody say amen. When I begin to speak about those things, 
or I say, God is such a forgiving God. When I begin to talk about how I know him and those experiences with him and those qualities that he has, there is someone who sits in their seat or someone who listens to me and they feel uncomfortable because they don't know God in that way. They don't know that side of God. And so again, the relationship that you have with God largely depends on how you see him. If you see God as a God who will forgive, you will experience God's forgiveness. You will experience and you will always see the forgiveness of God in your life. If you see God as the kind of God who is merciful, every day you are going to see that God's hand of mercy on your life. If you see God as the type of God who um, shells out blessings, who is constantly blessing you every day, you will see the blessing of God. If you see God as the type of God who protects you every day, you are going to say, I've been protected on every side. It's all about how you see God. Do you see God for who God truly is? Especially when we look at how the scriptures describe the nature and the character and the characteristics of God. And so I want to um, introduce a phrase to some people, and I know a lot of you guys are familiar with this, but the phrase that I want to introduce for those of you guys who are unfamiliar is confirmation bias. Confirmation bias simply means that when you believe a certain thing, that you go about in your everyday life looking for confirmation of the thing that you believe. So prime example, if I were to say um, all men cheat, every single day I am going to be looking for instances of men cheating because that thing confirms what it is that I believe on the inside. I am always going to be looking for something to confirm the truth or what I consider to be true and what I believe. Um, Let me use another example. If I was to um, if I was to say that I believe that money comes to me easily, that God is always finding a way to get money to me, I am going to always be looking for instances to see that God is always trying to get money to me. If I find a penny on the ground, baby, God is always trying to get money to me. If a check comes or some kind of rebate or some kind of refund, I am like, see, God is always trying to find a way to get money to me. If somebody says, oh, I'm going to pay for the meal. See, I told you God is always trying to figure out a way to get money to me. Money comes to me easily because God is always finding a way to get it to me. Whatever it is that I believe in my mind, whatever it is that I have set in stone in my heart as true, that is what I will seek to confirm. And so before I really get into the meat of this message, I want to encourage you guys to remind yourself that you worship a God who forgives. I want you to remind yourself that you serve a God who forgives. I want you to remind yourself that you love a God who forgives. You walk daily with a God who forgives. We serve. Mm, We give glory and worship and honor to the God who forgives. All right, you guys. So I have, let me be clear before I get all the way into these scriptures. 
this message is going to be fairly scripture heavy. And so if you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Luke. We are going to be reading from Luke chapter seven. We're going to read verses 41 through 43. All right, you guys, and I'm going to actually be reading the new international version, NIV version. And this is what it says. Two people owed money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back. So he forgave the debts of both. Now, which one of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. You guys, I was reading this scripture. And when I tell you, if there was any scripture that I identify with, baby, for my own life, you guys wonder why I love the Lord the way that I do. And I know that people don't always understand, you know, your love for God and how you worship and worship him and how you have a desire to be an intimate relationship with him and all of that stuff. You guys, when I tell you that I truly identify with the one who was forgiven for more and I'm going to say this. Maybe I think that I have been forgiven of a larger debt because I know all of my own dirt. <laughs> and um, this probably will be the same for many of you guys. When you look at your life and when you look at what God has forgiven you for, you think to yourself, God has forgiven me for much. You think that you have so much more dirt than other people because you can't see other people's dirt. But either way, it works out because if that thing causes you to love God more, if that thing causes you to chase God with your whole heart, if that thing causes you to repent and come before God humble, then I think it's all right. So I am one of those people who I absolutely believe that God has forgiven me for much. Am I not the only person who has ever sinned in some type of way and then been like, Lord, this is the last time. Lord, I'm, I'm done with that. God, I repent. Lord, I'm not doing that no more. I'm through with it. Okay. I'm, Lord, I'm going to shake that thing off me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do away with it. Right. And then the next thing, you know, you're back falling in that same sin. And then it's as if you're in a cycle because you go back to God again. And you're like, father, forgive me. Like I've, I've sinned again. Lord, I did this thing again. When I think about this, I often think of my experience of um, my husband and I living together. Well, this is before we were married, <laughs> how we were living together. And I remember how painful of a, oh, Lord, that was so painful. I remember how painful of a season of my life that that was because I was so heavily convicted I kid you guys not. I cried about that thing, baby. I kept going back to the Lord about that thing. I was like, Lord, please, you know, help me. I don't want to stay in this situation. And it was something that I really um, struggled and wrestled and tussled with. But it was a season of my life where I truly was able to see the hand of God. I, I'm able to see now when I look back on it, that the grace of God kept me. I'm able to see now that God forgave me. Um, I think that I was probably harder on myself 
You know how sometimes you can forgive. I mean, God can forgive you, but you find it difficult to technically forgive yourself. And so I think that that is what I experienced. I'm sure that as you guys are listening to this message, that there are lots of you guys who can relate to me. Those of you guys who have had addictions, those of you guys who have fallen in fornication, those of you guys who have committed adultery, those of you guys who curse. And some of you guys run around here talking about, I love Jesus, but I curse a little bit. Quit telling people that ain't nothing cute about that. We do not boast in sin. Okay. (laughs) And so, but anyway, you know what it's like to say to the Lord, Lord, forgive me. I'm not going to do it again. Lord, this is my last time. Lord, I'm done. I'm not going back over his house. I do not need closure because ladies, you guys know that when we say we want closure, Closure usually ends up with our clothes off. And so listen here, (laughs) somebody is listening to this who can relate, but you have gone through cycles in your life. Probably if you're anything like me, where you have said, Lord, I'm going to be done with this, but then falling back in it and God forgave you. We truly serve a God who forgive and that's evidence of it. While we're on the topic of this, I want to read to you guys a scripture And it is about exactly what I was describing, the cycles that we go through with sin. And here's what the scripture says. As a matter of fact, it's Romans. It's chapter seven, verses 14 14 through 25. And I told you guys this, this was going to be a bit scripture heavy, but track with me. And this is what it says. The title usually the title actually says struggling with sin. So the trouble is not with the law. For it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me. For I am all too human, a slave to sin. I don't really understand myself. For I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that what I am doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. The law is good. And when you guys hear the law, I want you to think about the word of God. Um, But if I know that what I am doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law or the word of God is good. So I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. Verse 18. And I know that nothing good lives in me. That is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing it. It is sin living in me that does it. I have discovered this principle of life that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. The King James Version, I'm reading from the New Living Translation, but the King James Version says, oh, wretched man am I. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God. The answer is Jesus Christ, our Lord. All right, you guys, I'm going to end with that. There's a B clause to that, but I'm going to end right there. I love how this scripture is a reminder of the fact that 
as a human being, I want you guys to know as you're listening to this, you are going to listen to so many ministers, so many people who are going to impact your life. There are going to be so many people that you're assigned to or God has assigned you to who is going to speak over you and they're going to read the word and you're going to see them living out their lives. And you're going to be tempted to think that they're walking in perfection. And I want you to go back to Romans and I want you to look at this verse, how the beginning of it, how it talks about how the spirit, this law, how the word of God, it is good. It is spiritual and all of those things. But I still finding myself doing the things that I would not do, the thing that I don't want to do, the things that I hate. I still find myself doing that. I want you to remember that just as you struggle so do all of those spiritual leaders that you look up to. So do I struggle. You guys know I try to be very transparent about some of the struggles that I have. I try to be transparent about the mistakes that I have, that I've made and how God has forgiven me. I promise you, you guys, you are not looking at somebody who loves the Lord because I am a holy roller. You are not looking at somebody who has just figured out um, how to live this life fully, <laughs> fully in a way that embodies the principles of scriptures. Because when I tell you I am learning day by day, even as I go back and listen to my podcast episodes, you guys, I am often pierced in my spirit by it. I promise you, you guys, the word is working on all of us who will allow it to work on us. And so I am not perfect. I'm working on this. And I often identify with this scripture. I often identify with Paul, who is writing this when he says the thing that I hate, I do. And the thing that I want to do, I do not. It is the sin that is within me that is doing these things. And so anyway, when he ends this scripture and he talks about how the answer to that is Jesus. The answer to that is, is Jesus, because for one, we needed to know if God had never created the law, we would have never been conscious of our sins. The Lord created the law. He gave us the law. He gave us the commandments. He gave us all of those things because he wanted us to be aware of our sins. Just think you guys how sometimes when you give a specific thing up, um, let's just say you gave up for those of you guys who eat, um, eat a lot of sweets. So let's just say for the month of January, you gave up sweets. All right. But then during the month, you found yourself struggling. You found yourself with a nasty attitude. You found yourself irritated, baby, because you couldn't have those sweets. Sometimes um, we go through certain seasons and when we put stipulations on our lives. It really exposes the things that we um, the things that we lean on. It really exposes some of those habits that we have, some of those ways that we have. Because I know for myself, when I do fast, it will really expose the fact that I am an emotional eater. That typically if my day is going bad, I feel like, why should I deny myself? OK, <laughs> and so it exposes that in me. And so God, when it comes to the law in the Bible, when we look at the when we look at the Bible, when we look at the law, God used that to make us aware of the fact that we had sin, that we were incapable of keeping it all, that we were incapable of doing this outside of him. And so when we look at that, then that leads us to the reason why we needed Jesus, because we needed the forgiveness of God, because our sin was separating us from God. You guys, when I think about sin, there's an analogy that I used to use. I believe I used to use it back when I was a youth minister, but I used to use this analogy. 
um, about how when you are constantly sinning, how it is as if you are digging a hole around yourself and you're constantly digging and digging and digging and digging and digging, right? And before you know it, you look up and you are completely uh, buried in that hole to the point where you cannot get yourself out of it, where you truly need somebody else to lift you up and pull you out of it. That right there is the nature of God. Father, I've gotten myself so deep in this sin and I can't get out of it. Lord, I need you to help me. I know I did it, but God, I need you. God, I know that it's on me, but Lord, I need you. God, I know that I said it was going to be my last time, God, but I need you. And so oftentimes when we sin and when we fall, it reminds us of how much we truly need God. I was talking to my friend recently and I can't remember what we were discussing, but I said to my friend, I said, I am not going to be judgmental. I said, because I am, I can't act like I don't have a fall in me. We all have a fall in us. All of us have a thing that will tempt us to the point where we can't deny ourselves. All of us have some type of way where we can fall into a temptation. And so Thinking about that, I just told her, you know, I don't want to be judging other people because I recognize that I'm I have the ability to fall as well. And I said to her, but what is keeping me is the grace of God. What is keeping me is the fact that I'm just day by day seeing Lord, keep me Lord, order my steps. Lord, help me to um, have patience when it comes to people. Lord, help me to love people the way that you love people. I just remain prayerful and I just trust that the grace of God is going to keep me and that the Lord is going to give me a way of escape. If the thing do get too heavy, if the temptation does feel like it's creeping up on me, I believe that God will give me a way of escape as the word says. And so I pray that as you guys are listening to this message, I pray that it's pricking your spirit. I pray that it is pricking your heart. But more than anything, I pray that you walk away knowing that we serve a God who forgives. And not only do we serve a God who forgives, we serve a God whose forgiveness serves as a model as to how we ought to forgive. This is not going to be my last message on forgiveness. If you hadn't kind of caught <laughs> caught the drift, we are absolutely going into a series on forgiveness. And this is just the first one. And it is titled God forgives. And so, beloved, I don't know where you are in your life. I don't know what mistakes you have made. I don't know what um, what things that you've done, even in your childhood. And oh, you guys, let's talk about those teenage years and those 20s when we did a bunch of stupid stuff. You guys, I don't know what your sin is, but I want you to know that you serve a God who forgives. I don't know how long you've been in the sin. I don't care how long you've been in the sin. I want you to know that we serve a God who forgives. I don't know how well you've been able to keep that sin a secret, but I want you to know that God forgives. God forgives, God forgives, God forgives. And while I'm in the vein of talking about God's forgiveness, I want to remind you guys that oftentimes we sin and because of our sin, we have a tendency to go away from God because we have shame concerning it. And so we don't want to go into the light of God's presence with that sin. But I truly believe in my heart that it is a trick of the enemy to get you to believe that God doesn't want to have anything to do with you because you have sinned. That is not the heart of God. 
That is not the nature of God. All throughout scripture, we see evidence that God is a God who forgives. When we look at Adam and Eve and how they ran off and they hid from God because of their sin, um, we still see that God is a God who forgives. God didn't kill them on sight. God was not looking for um, an opportunity to discipline them. Sometimes I think this goes back to the way that we see God. Some of us view God as if God is truly looking for an opportunity to place you in the pit of hell. And I want you to know that that's not the kind of God that we serve. That is not the kind of God who created the heavens and the earth. The God who created the heavens and the earth is a loving God. He's a God that wants you to be corrected, but he's also a God who wants to have an intimate and close relationship with you. He's a God who will um, who will check you. He's a God who will convict you and all of those things. But he's also a God who reminds you of how much he loves you and how much his grace is sufficient for you and how merciful he is and how just amazingly loving God is towards us. I wish I could really get you guys to fully understand the depth of God's love, but God is truly loving. God is not that type of father. And when I think about it, there are some people who are listening to this message and it's been hard for you to receive God as a God who forgives because your earthly father was so stern, because your earthly father was not gentle, because your earthly father wasn't compassionate, because your earthly father wasn't the type of man who um, read, made forgiveness readily available to you. And so if that is you, I want you to know that your heavenly father is perfection, that your heavenly father's forgiveness is unmatched, that your heavenly father loves you. He's with you. He's for you. He has a plan for your life. And a part of that plan is to be an intimate and close relationship with you. So do not allow the trick of the enemy to get you to believe that because you have sinned, that God doesn't want to have anything to do with you, that because you have sinned and this is your same sin that you've been wrestling with for a while, that God doesn't want to be bothered. If you just keep bringing yourself into the very presence of God, I promise you, God will do something on the inside of you. God will do something in you that will cause you to walk away from the thing that you keep falling to, the temptation that you keep falling to. God will strengthen you. God is the presence of God is great. And so what I will say to you guys on today is that I want you to remind yourself that you serve a God that forgives when you're tempted to hide yourself from the presence of God because of your sin. I want you to remind yourself, I serve a God who forgives when you are tempted to not pray because you're thinking that God doesn't want to hear you because of what you did last night. I want you to remind yourself I serve a God who forgives when you are tempted to not go to church because you are ashamed of the lifestyle that you're, that you're living. I want you to remind yourself, we serve a God who forgives. I serve a God who forgives. And so on tonight, that is my word to you that we serve a God who forgives you guys. Um, I want you to try your best to see God. Matter of fact, get in your word 
Reading the word of God exposes the true nature of God. If you just get in your word, you will begin to see God for who he truly is. Not for the version of him that you have made up in your mind that you always have to make up for something every time you are wrong, that the Lord is waiting to whip you with a switch. That's not the kind of God we serve, you guys. We serve a God who forgives. We serve a God who loves you guys. I promise you, I sit here having the testimony that I am the person who has been been forgiven for much. When you guys hear me and you hear my passion for the word of God and you hear my passion for worship and my passion for the people of God and all of those things, I promise you guys, those things were birthed out of the fact that I truly recognize that God has forgiven me for much, that God has forgiven me a great debt, that God has forgiven me and God has righted so many wrongs by the blood of Jesus. And so I sit here before you today or stand before you on today, however you want to look at it, saying that um, I am truly a benefactor of the forgiveness of God. And I'm telling you, nothing feels better than being before God and repenting and knowing that God has forgiven you. And so with that being said, I'm going to end this message, but I love all of you guys. Remember, remember, remember you serve a God who forgives. He loves you. He's with you and he is for you and he has a plan for your life. And so I am going to see you guys on next week and next week we will be on part two. I haven't titled it just yet but we will be on part two and we will be doing more talking about forgiveness i love you guys i love you guys i love you guys peace out if you're listening to this message that means that you finished this entire episode and for that i want to say thank you if this message blessed you in any way please consider supporting us by sharing the podcast by subscribing to this podcast and also by leaving us a review we would greatly appreciate it if you can do those things again thank you for tuning in god bless you god bless you god bless you peace out